The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Mark. Jesus and his disciples came to Jericho. As he and his disciples and a large crowd were leaving Jericho, Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, a blind beggar, was sitting by the roadside. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many sternly ordered him to be quiet, but he cried out even more loudly, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stood still and said, Call him here. And they called the blind man, saying to him, Take heart, get up, he is calling you. So, throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and came to Jesus. Then Jesus said to him, What do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, My teacher, let me see again. Jesus said to him, Go, your faith has made you well. Immediately he regained his sight and followed him on the way. The Gospel of the Lord. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be always acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our Rock and our Redeemer. Amen. There are a number of notable features in our gospel this morning. The first is that the beggar that Jesus heals is a strong advocate for himself and that he has given a name, Bartimaeus. That's very rare in the gospel. I can think of maybe one other, maybe two other examples where that happens. The healed one is an advocate for himself and he has a name, Bartimaeus. In addition, Bartimaeus is a beggar who gives up the one thing that protects him and his livelihood, his cloak, gives it up, throws it off. And finally, Jesus' question to Bartimaeus and Bartimaeus' answer, I think, are a lot deeper than they seem. The first exchange between Jesus and Bartimaeus is deceptively profound. Jesus says, What do you want me to do for you? Bartimaeus responds, My teacher, let me see again. What do you want me to do for you? Perhaps you've had the good fortune to have the experience of being at a restaurant or on the phone or in some other service situation and of being greeted by a friendly person who says, How may I help you? Have you had maybe once or twice? You've had that experience. More and more rare. It feels pretty good, doesn't it? Especially if they can deliver on what you would like them to give you. Even if it's part of their job to separate you from your money. It still feels good for them to say, how may I help you? How rare it is, however, for someone to ask the question with no strings attached. How may I help you? Feels good. 
On the surface, that's what Jesus is asking. How may I help you? But if you look a bit closer, I think the question's a bit tougher than that. Jesus asks, what would you like me to do for you? When I hear this question, I feel a bit of pressure. Like, I really have to think about what I want because I might get it. That's a rare opportunity, and I want to get it right. Or maybe it's a trick question, so I need to be careful. Or I might be uncomfortable because it's the kind of question a servant might ask his or her master. And I don't know how to be a master. I don't have servants. The question is actually a pretty hard one to answer. Jesus is asking, what do you really want? In your heart of hearts, in the deep recesses of your soul, in the very core of your being, what is it that you're looking for, hoping for, yearning for? What is it? It's a hard question because many of us carry such a burden of other people's as well as our own expectations. We probably have a history of shoulds and oughts, of duties and responsibilities, of being told in one way or another, our desires don't matter. They don't matter. Or even considering that answering such a question would be selfish or indulgent. Or there's the fear that our desires, once articulated, they leave us wide open for disappointment. And yet, that is just what we are being asked as we overhear this story. What would you like me to do for you? How many of us have the courage to answer that question? And I wonder also how many of us have the courage to offer up that question to someone else, to ask it of someone else with an open heart, with no strings attached, no agendas, no keeping of accounts. What would you like me to do for you? It seems to me that following the way of Jesus might mean that we have to be able to ask that question with an open heart and perhaps even an open pocketbook and to ask it not just of those closest to us, but those near and far, our neighbors near and far, wherever they may be. What would you like me to do for you? And it's interesting, I think, how Bartimaeus responds and what he asks for. At first glance, we might think that a beggar, when asked that question, would would say, food or money. That's been my experience of beggars. Maybe yours, too. But then again, I've never asked a beggar with genuine openness of heart or pocketbook, for that matter. What do you want me to do for you? Bartimaeus asks for the return of his sight. Apparently, he used to be able to see. Now, sight is, of course, also a symbol for understanding, both in this narrative and in literature uh, at, at large, as you know. So while Bartimaeus may have wanted his sight back, we, I think, are also to understand this request as desire for understanding, desire for comprehension of Jesus' teaching and of his message. Bartimaeus seems to have gotten that as well as his sight, because what does he do? He ups and he follows Jesus 
down the road with great joy. And I wonder if there are parts of ourselves that we have lost track of. Parts of us that have died or been misplaced or are dormant that we would like to have restored to us, like sight, understandings that we would like to regain. And it's also noteworthy, I think, that the first thing Bartimaeus does when he hears that Jesus will see him is throw off his cloak. The text says he throws it off and he springs up. He's in a hurry. The cloak may have been the only real possession that Bartimaeus had. Not only would it have protected him from the elements and given him something to sleep on, but it also would have been kind of a mat that would gather up the things that people might throw his way, you know, the odd coin or a crust of bread or something like that. He wouldn't have to grovel around in the dirt. He could just pull his mat in and see what was there. What might we have to throw off or to give up in order to see what's inside of us, to be able to say first to ourselves and then maybe to somebody else and then finally to God, what do I want? Who am I? What might we have to give up to let go in order to hear what our hearts are saying to us? And lest we be deceived into thinking that knowing or asking for or perhaps even getting our heart's desire may be self-indulgent, self-centered. Note that Bartimaeus' response to the gift of his healing is to follow Jesus. And where is Jesus going? To Jerusalem. He's going to travel a pretty hard road. Not a self-centered one. The answer to Bartimaeus' deepest heart's desire leads him to follow in the way of Jesus. And so, it seems then that being able to ask someone with an open heart, what do you want me to do for you? And being able to answer that question for ourselves, also with an open heart, is to offer ourselves fully to another, to another human being and to God and to offer ourselves fully to another as both giver and receiver is to walk in the way of Christ the one who knows us and loves us and calls us by our own very name our own name Amen